6.30 Chad Afternoons with Jalen Nye. Weekdays at 2 on 6.30 Chad. But I did want to take some time this afternoon to dive into it a little bit, specifically what happens from here. What does governing Canada look like uh, for the next year, two years? Probably that's about it before we have another election. Uh, Monday night, yes, the uh, Trudeau government given a minority government or the true uh, the liberals given a minority government not much change from what they went in with and there's a lot of questions about how this is going to look like when it comes to Justin Trudeau making good on his promises that he made during the campaign and certainly what is it going to look like for you and your pocketbook. Alex Schiff is a senior consultant with Navigator, and uh, he joins me this afternoon to explore this a little bit more. Welcome back to the show. Hi, Jalen. Thanks for having me on. So, Alex, uh, what is the biggest challenge for the Justin Trudeau liberals right now? The biggest challenge for Justin Trudeau is just going to be running the House and ensuring ensuring that Parliament is able to function and he's able to deliver on the promises that he made on this campaign. He's He's got a big challenge ahead of it. Well, you know what? Made a lot of promises uh, on the campaign. Is going to need the other parties or one of the other parties uh, to help him prop up and, and support some of that. Do you expect that relationship that we saw between the Liberals and the NDP to continue? I expect that relationship to continue. The reality is that no party wants another snap election. What we've seen is that Canadians really are unwilling to give a majority to any of the major parties right now. And I think the last thing any of them want to do is face the voters again. So a snap election uh, anytime soon is, is really off, off the table. Why do you think it is that we've seen two back-to-back minority governments? You talk about, uh, you know, the electorate not wanting to give uh, majority governments to any of the, any of the parties. Why do, you, why do you think that is? I think what's clear is that Justin Trudeau and the Liberals hit their ceiling uh, in 2015 with the majority they got. I think a lot of progressive voters that moved uh, towards the Liberals during that election have now moved away from the party. And I think the uh, Conservative Party was able to win over um, a number of centrists. So essentially the Liberal Party has has bled uh, on both sides of their coalition since 2015 and recapturing a majority with this leader is really going to be a challenge. I think there's a lot uh, a lot of folks out there right now that, um, you know, maybe the thought or, or having a minority government isn't that bad in their mind because they like the idea of, of, of there being some checks and balances that things just can't get rammed through. Do you hear that? You know, we do. It's clear that uh, people like a government that is restrained. Um, On the flip side, uh, the problem you have is that Justin Trudeau is going to be able to say that a number of the promises that he made on the campaign trail, he's not able to uh, fulfill simply because he doesn't have the votes. Uh, So it kind of goes both ways. Uh, There's there's positive and negatives when it comes to a minority government. One of the big things that we have certainly uh, heard uh, over the past number of years here in Alberta, a lot of folks say, hey, you know what, Ottawa ignores Alberta, doesn't get enough attention. Is there anything that that the Prime Minister can do to to bridge the gap with the prairies? 
You know, it's a great question. It's clear that there is a pretty strong feeling of uh, alienation in Western Canada. Uh, it looks like the Liberals might have made uh, some inroads uh, in a couple in a couple ridings. Um, in Alberta, although uh, I'm not sure that's going to be enough, um, it's pretty clear that uh, there's a lot of mending that needs to happen with that relationship. From their perspective, uh, they might feel like they have a toehold now in the province from which they can build, but it, it's certainly a, a big challenge. Yeah, I, I, I wonder. Um, yeah, and I wonder how much of a priority that is. But if uh, we have that one uh, riding a Calgary sky view that uh, went liberal, looks like the possibility they're still waiting for final results on Edmonton City Centre. Right, the last word Randy Boissonneau was leading by, I think it was 160, 136 ballots. Will having a voice from Alberta in cabinet help? I think it absolutely will help. The reality is that when there's no one at the table um, speaking uh, for the interests of any province, of any jurisdiction, um, those voices really aren't heard. Um, it certainly will be helpful. Uh, will it be enough? Uh, I don't think so. I think mm. uh, this prime minister is, is clearly deeply unpopular um, in the prairies, uh, and uh, I, I don't think he's going to be... Uh, uh, that's not going to change anytime soon. Back to back minority governments, we can take a look at you know all the different reasonings for it. But let's be real, Alex. Oftentimes, leaders who don't do well, who don't deliver, are usually gone. He is still here. What is going on? Yeah, I, you know, I don't think we are going to see Justin Trudeau uh, deposed uh, unceremoniously. From my perspective, uh, the job of leader of the Liberal Party is his until he doesn't want it anymore. We're not hearing a ton of rumors about uh, factions within the party that are looking uh, to get rid of him. He basically brought the party back um, from complete collapse uh, in 2015, was able to deliver a majority. Uh, and uh, on top of that, what we've seen um, in Canada is that there are very few first ministers, very few prime ministers uh, who walk away from the job. Usually uh, they're voted out, and uh, I imagine that's what we're eventually going to see with uh, Justin Trudeau. And, and interesting, kind of uh, the same as we're dealing with in provincial politics right now. I, I don't know if there's a clear heir apparent, is there? No, there isn't. Uh, obviously, there's uh, Christian Freeland, who uh, is a real power center within the party. But uh, it's going to be really challenging because all of Justin Trudeau's ministers um, really are tied to the Trudeau brand. Mm. Uh, so it would be really challenging to try and separate themselves and offer an alternative vision because they're so connected uh, to his brand and his brand now is really one with the Liberal Party. Alex, before I let you go, what will it take for a, a federal party to win a majority again? You know, it's a really great question. If I had that, if I had the answer to that one, <laughs> you're uh, talking to me this afternoon. Yeah. <laughs> well, I don't know about that. Uh, what it's going to take, I, you know, I think, I think for the Conservative Party. Um, it's really going to be figuring out how they move another five to six percent of the electorate and get them on side. Um, if it's going to be Aaron O'Toole um, ahead of him, uh, he's certainly got a challenge. Uh, 
Again, if I had all the answers, um, mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm sure I'd be on the phone with them right now. You know what? Well, let's touch on, you know, Aaron O'Toole briefly before I let you go, because I have a couple more sure. minutes. I asked you the same question. I'll ask you the same question I asked about Trudeau. I mean, Aaron O'Toole, um, you know, he came in, uh, won the leadership race, uh, went into this, uh, pretty much the same numbers or right around the same numbers. He doesn't look like he's going anywhere either. Is it the same thing? Because there doesn't seem to be an heir apparent there as well. Well, the Conservative Party... Uh, much more often does like to uh, turn over their leaders and uh, if you don't win you're out with Erno O'Toole I think uh, it looks like he might get a bit of a break uh, the reality is that heading into this election a liberal majority looked like a foregone conclusion he was able to basically hold the status quo mm-hmm. Uh, he's introduced himself to Canadians, uh, many of whom uh, really didn't know Aaron O'Toole. He, he was sort of an unknown quantity. I think Canadians took a look at him. Uh, I think they mostly liked what they saw, and uh, there's only room to grow from here. So I think he probably has a little bit more leeway than we've seen uh, in Conservative leaders of the past. Yeah, I think, you know, finally during the, uh, the, the campaign, we got to see more of Aaron O'Toole. We got to hear from Aaron O'Toole. We got to know more about Aaron O'Toole. And except for, you know, some stumbles in in the last week and given I think you know if you if you want to look at it what was happening in Alberta um, you know I, I think um, there was a number of people who you know were pretty impressed with him I thought his concession speech I'm not sure it was a concession speech but I thought that that speech on Monday night was quite good it was quite powerful and quite strong and passionate and I wanted to see more of that yeah, you know, I think uh, O'Toole ran a strong campaign. Uh, it's clear from his concession speech that he's not planning mm-hmm. on leaving anytime soon. Uh, he made clear that he's going to be ready uh, for the next election, whenever it might come. And uh, I think he wants to uh, hold on to that role as long as he can. Yeah, it just feels like we're going to continue to meander <laughs> through the next two years in federal politics. Alex, I want to thank you for join me, joining me this afternoon. Thanks for taking the time. Thanks so much for having me on. Yeah, you betcha. Alex Schiff this afternoon, senior consultant with Navigator. And yeah, I think, you know, there's a lot of there's a lot of things going on here. Trudeau made a lot of promises on that campaign trail. How is he going to get the support? It's, uh, you know, likely with the NDP, but what is the NDP going to want back in uh, in return? Right. We know what uh, Jagmeet Singh was campaigning on. You heard those promises. So how far will that go? But it is perfectly clear, my friends, that uh, nobody at the federal level wants to have another election. Um, The only person who wanted an election this go around was Justin Trudeau. The other parties didn't want it. Most of us didn't want it. So here we are. And deja vu all over again. So we'll keep you up to date. We'll keep you informed of what is going on. We are still waiting for some more, the, those final numbers coming in from Edmonton Centre. Um, as soon as they do come in, I will let you know what is going on there. But yeah, at uh, last count, uh, Randy Boisno, the Liberal candidate, was leading James Cumming by about 136 uh, votes. We do know that there was, um, I think it was a couple thousand of uh, mail-in ballots that still had to be counted, expected to be done today at some point.